Hello and welcome to the Football Unites podcast with me, your host, Josh Clark. I am a 32-year-old Birmingham City fan and I've decided to make the jump into football podcastery um, purely for the fact of I've got so many thoughts and feelings regarding my club at the moment. I feel like the best thing to do is to get it out there, take the weight off and just see what happens. I won't just be doing all about Birmingham City, I'll be doing about all the biggest stories in football. But first, on the first one, I think it's best to talk about Birmingham City, our season as a whole, what I hope for in the future, what I expect to see in the summer, and that sort of thing. So let's jump right in. Um, The game on Saturday, which was the 4th of the 3rd, 2023, was against Wigan, at Wigan. Blues come into this game on the back of four straight losses. Um, The feeling around the club has completely turned. We've had a projected takeover for the whole of the summer, which ended as badly as it started really uh, and since the break of the world cup our form has dwindled we've had slight successes with the win over west brom but since then really and the last minute win tell a lie um against swansea since then the feeling has really turned um a lot of the fan base want the manager to go me personally i don't think it's a manager fault i think it's a squad issue that is 100% placed at the ownership's door because they just don't care about us. It's gone past apathy. It's just a disregard for the state of play within the club. Um, And the only people that affects is the fans, really. In preparation for this game against Wigan, um, there was a training ground fire. I mean, that just adds another layer of shit that is surrounding this club, really. Um, and to be honest, I don't think Blues fans now are actually surprised by anything. Anything that happens with the club, it's just one of them things. It's another part we have to deal with. It's another road we have to walk down. And yeah, it's it's the same old, same old for the last five years, really. But let's talk about the game. The game itself um, was pretty much what you expect. It's a bottom of the table game and Blues come into this with next to no confidence the team is suffering from key people being missing it's suffering from people in key roles time after time causing the same issues for themselves Um, and it's all centered around a few key people staying at the club too long and I think the mark of a good club and a good ownership is knowing the right time to let certain people go and in isolation sometimes they can be seen as bad mistakes but in the long term they turn out to be good decisions and Blues have been guilty of that time and time again I'm going to name some players here and I don't I don't want it to be seen as a witch hunt or a personal attack I just feel that these players should have moved on a year or longer ago to keep the memory of that player better. So the first one in question for me is Djokovic. Now Djokovic, I will concede, he's a club legend for us for what he's done since he's come to the club. He has been the model professional. That being said, because of the where, where the club is at at this moment in time is the reason why he's a club legend. If he had come to the club at any other point, in his career, he probably wouldn't be classed a club legend because he would have 
naturally be moved on because of his limited style of play. Now, that limited style of play has come up with some really important goals just to keep the, the wheels turning for the club to allow us to stand still a lot of the time. It needs to be looked at on a more broader scale. If you look at the strikers that I've been able to watch for Blues um, over the years of me following them, I would have liked to see him go two years ago. I think that would have left a good memory with Blues fans. Um, but, but obviously with that, you have to replace, and that's the biggest problem with Blues. Blues don't patch holes. They just put stickers over them. And even then, sometimes they'll let them just leak and leak and leak. In this summer, we were crying out for at least one left back, maybe even two, just for rotation. It took until the end of January to get a left wing back, who really has got a lot of pressure on his shoulders and his form has shown that. And I'm talking about Longello. I really like Longello, and I think in time he could become a very, very consistent player for Blues. But the Blues just do not think long term. They don't even think short term. They are reactionary, not proactive. And it's starting to really affect our season time and time again. The next player I believe is holding the club back is Scott Hogan. Anyone that follows me on Twitter will see my opinions on Scott Hogan. I have defended him before. I've defended him personally with friends because I believe that he was the best we had and we can't moan about something we can't change. I've gone past that point now. Um, the longer I see Scott Hogan leading the line for Blues, the more I worry because he's not someone you could hang your hat on. He's not someone you can rely on. Yes, he's got 10 goals on a player like him. He goes through peaks and troughs too regularly. The style of player that he is, he's very confidence-based and them confidences do drop throughout the season because Blues aren't able to maintain good form. Our form is so up and down, it's... It's painful, but it's always been that way for Blues. As a Blues fan, I don't think we've ever done things the right way. Everyone in the fan base always says it's the Blues way by doing it the wrong way. It's just always been that way. We are the perfect club for a poor owner because we've got a divided fan base. Some people think one thing, some people think the complete opposite. And that allows a bad owner to continue to do what they want. And also, when you put that bad owner based on the other side of the world... It's a recipe for a perfect disaster. The next player I am calling out is Mark Roberts. Mark Roberts has come back into the team. He's come out out of injury. And the style of play that he produces week after week is another reason why Blues are in this position. He's unwilling to play short passes. He wants to go long ball. He lacks a little bit of pace. Yeah. I know he's taken a reduction in wages and that should be commended that shows you know some good mentality potentially i also think it's because nobody else will take him so this is where we're at we've got some players now that are hanging on because no one else wants them i like harley dean i think he's a good player on his day but his day is getting less and less throughout the season you probably get about 10 15 games where you can say harley dean is right at it being a championship defender this season, he's been missing, completely missing, then come back in, then was missing again. You know, it's it's time for a change. It's time to move away from the old guard. The next player in question, Maxim Collan. At times, he has been the best fullback in the league, and it's been a joy to watch. Them times are long gone. At one point, we had him and Pedersen, and they were just amazing. And if the club were proactive in their transfer dealings, they'd have seen that Pedersen's 
stock was never going to get any higher and we should have let him go and we didn't and we missed out on a windfall there um, and this is Pedersen the player who actually caused us to receive a price deduction which obviously isn't the player's fault it's the ownership's fault because they were asked to not buy players went ahead and did it anyway this is the mark of a club that is run by fools and this is where we're at and this is the reason why I'm jumping into into the podcast game because I feel like if I can get these opinions out I can cleanse myself a little bit of the annoyance that the Birmingham City can cause me because I still believe the championship at this moment in time doesn't require loads of investment. It requires smart investment with a clear plan. And that's all Blues are crying out for. We're crying out for a clear plan of attack in the transfer window, in the playing style, with everything around the club. You know, we've had two seasons now with the stadium not fully open. That isn't good enough. It's just not on for a club to allow their stadium to fall in that much disrepair that we can't open the stands. You look at other clubs around the championship where they don't really fill their stadiums out and they can close stands here and there. Blues, if it is done right, will fill that out time and time again. But they have to do things right to entice the fans to come back because the fans are very easy to turn away because they're so sick of standing still. And we're at a stage now where we're not even standing still. We are going backwards. And some of these players that play week in, week out are a part of this. Now, I am not going to sit here and say players should walk out because that's not what players should do. They are employees. They should be moved on when their time is done, when they are seen to not give as much as their contracts are worth. And for Blues, we've got a lot of players that are not giving their contractual value to the team. And I, for one, am sick of seeing it. I'm sick of seeing the same players phoning in the same below-standard performances. I want to see a team of players that want to play for the club, that want to improve themselves, that want to go to the next level. When you look at the squad, we are crying out for the age range of 23 to 29. This is usually considered, for most players, their primes. We don't have hardly any of that, if any, really. This is where the biggest problem is for Blues. In the summer, if we are able to stay up, I believe at this moment of recording, we have eight contractual players. That's it. So it's a big rebuild on, on our cards. I don't see how any way we can physically do that with transfer fees because I don't see how the club is able to do that with the current owners that we have. Let's get into the match review um, on Saturday. So we went into this game on four straight losses. Um, the confidence was undoubtedly low. Undoubtedly. A lot of calls for the manager to be relieved of his position. I still don't jump into that. I believe if we were to let John Eustace go, we would have to pay a decent amount of money out for him and his staff. And I worry with a shoestring budget anyway, if we were to do this, would this drastically affect our rebuild in the summer? Everything points to that, that Blues either can't afford to sack him, or if they do, it will just shoot us in the foot long term. That being said, if a manager of more note was willing to come in, um, that was a different conversation. I honestly don't believe some of the managers that I mentioned on Twitter would even talk to us because this isn't the first time Blues have done it. It's probably be the fifth time we're looking at this sort of situation. And for me, it's boring. So if it's boring for a fan that loves the club, 
it's not going to be a desirable fit for people that have no affiliation to the club. So, but I also do accept that you know there's always a job for someone. It's just how you view the club, and from the prism with inside the club, as in a fan. I don't see how Blues are palatable for most people. I think you are looking at another inexperienced coach if you are going to make the change, and I, for one, hope that isn't the case. So the game itself, um, Blues opened the scoring with a good free kick from Junior Pacuna. After this, Blues uh, sat back. Um, the possession stats are shocking. Against the team at the bottom of the league, we should not be giving away 72% of possession. I don't care who they are. That is where I do believe John would want to change that, but he physically can't. I don't think he's got the players to enact change, but I also think he went to this game not wanting to lose. So if it meant giving up possession to a team that's bottom and hope for the best that they can't create chances, he's better than trying to dominate the ball, leaving more space and then giving them more chance to get at us. Either way... It's a poor situation to be in for a club of our size. Now, Blues have been in the Championship for, I think, 12 years now. Um, I'm not saying we're a big club in this division. We're not. But we've done so many seasons now. We need to start looking at the bigger picture. What are other teams doing to allow themselves to grow within this division, prosper, and then move out of it? Whatever they're doing, Blues are doing the opposite because Blues don't ever look clear in their designated playing style one minute it's three one minute it's five at the back then it's back to four at the back then it's it's chopping and changing and it's try this try that and that is the issue that's what's holding the club back we need a clear understanding of style and purpose and from that you then build the players around it but i also agree that when you're a manager and you come into a team and you're unable to affect the things that you want because you've got no funds to buy anyone you work with what you've got and what we've got is a disjointed unbalanced squad so you're going to get disjointed and unbalanced displays because your squad is that and i agree with what some fans say that the team is the embodiment of the manager and that is true because in some points of this season we have looked really good before the close of the season for the world cup I generally believe no club wanted to play against Blues because we were in your face, we were aggressive, we were hard to break down, we were, I would say, enjoyable to watch at one point. And then the wheels fell off because a few bad injuries, people weren't putting as much effort in because the World Cup wasn't around the corner and the new manager bounce was probably still around. I think John had did the right thing by bringing everybody in. No one was left out in the cold. And then that has just then bred contempt and it's bred some some really poor display some players that really shouldn't be doing what they're doing um so yeah back to the Wigan game Blues had 13 shots on, at goal two were on target four were off four were blocked that is a team that is trying it is trying and I will give them that they're trying but that are they trying in the right in the right way are they trying with a team of confidence, no, because they're not confident. Because when you've lost four on the bounce, how are you going to come into a game with any sort of confidence? And probably playing a team that's bottom of the league is probably the best and worst team to play because you're expected to win. So if you win, it's expected. If you lose, it's the end of the world. So is the manager on a no win, no win situation? I don't know. 
my argument to that is you play the game that you're in. You don't play the occasion. You don't play the next game. You play the game that you're in. So you go there to win. You don't think about anything else. But that comes with experience. That comes with knowing that you've been there, done that, got the T-shirt. When you look at the teams around us, they've got managers that know how to do this. Blackpool of Mick McCarthy, he's so long in the top, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's about and he knows what style of play he wants to enact on any sort of team. Neil Warnock's the same. We've got John Eustace, who's only really been an assistant and he was at a good QPR team last season with Mark Warburton. But who's giving John the advice when John doesn't know what the answer is? That's my worry. I don't believe, I'm not sure if John has the right backing around him to help him in these harder times of the season. Now, that's not John's fault. I believe if he was given more chance to bring more people in in a backroom team, he'd have done that. Or he might have exactly the right people around him. I don't know. But when you start trying to understand more of the person, I believe it gives you more of a well-rounded view of the situation. Now, I can understand why fans want rid. They want the new manager bounce to come in and then we'll reassess in the summer. I understand the thought process on that. My issue is I don't see how these players suddenly turn it on for someone else. We have to remember that most of this squad has been there and done that and been in this position for a number of seasons now. So I don't subscribe to it's all John's fault. I think John's inexperience has sometimes caused some issues, but I don't think it's all at his door. If this isn't the situation that we had under Karanka or Steve Cottrell or even Pep Clotet, really, um, we are at the end of a cycle caused by our old CEO and our old mentality towards the rules within the EFL. We are still holding the can from the trolley dash from uh, Darren Dean and his little cronies. So, yes, we need to have a reset in the summer. And I do hope it's with John as the manager, because I do think if he's given time and the budget that he requires, we will be in a better position. Anyway, let's go back to the game itself. As I say, Blues open up the scoring with Bakuna um, from a free kick. Cracking free kick, Beckham-esque, love it. After that, Blues did sit back. Second half started and Blues tried but didn't really put a lot of pressure on Wigan. A lot of passes around the back for Wigan, which points to, again, the 72% possession for Wigan. So Wigan got one back through Ashley Fetcher. Um, poor goal to succeed, really. A lot of ball watching from our defenders. Um, when you look at the three that we had at centre-half, there's not a pace between them, really, other than Trusty. Um, we look so much more exposed without having Deion Sanderson in there. He's such a integral part, and the way he links up with Trusty is what's helped us when we've played well this season. Maxim Collin looks like he's... His form is up and down, to say the least. Um, he's not the same player that he used to be. He was Mr. Reliable before. He goes in and out. I don't think his game was necessarily bad today, but he didn't stand out to be an amazing player. On the stats, he is fourth best. After Wigan scored, uh, Blues did start to play a much better brand of football. They were taking the game to them. There were shots at goal more frequently. We um, hit the post a number of times with Chung. And then the gift arrived. The light at the end of the tunnel, the... Chance we've all been crying out for a penalty. And guess what happens? We miss it. 
Scott Hogan. Okay. I'm so sick of seeing us waste chances um, like this. It's a common thing for Scott Hogan to miss penalties for Blues. He's missed three and scored two. Um, and the problem is, when you don't have Troy Deeney on the pitch, it's a worry. For me, Bakuna should have been the one to take it, or Chong. Um, Hogan would be the last person I would want in that situation because his confidence is shot. His form has been horrendous. His overall game has been a lot to be desired. And to let him take it and the way he took it, that to me is droppable offence. It's... Scott's been able to get away with a lot with this club because there's nobody else to force him out and no one to give him pressure. That pressure needs to be applied now and Kadra needs to be the one to take over that spot and then Scott's got to work himself back into the team. And I also think for him as well, if he could come into a game at 70, 80 minutes, fully fit, he might be able to actually do more for the club than he is now because when he's starting games, his body language is shocking. He doesn't pass the eye test. And me as a fan, I'm just sick of seeing him. I'm sick of seeing him. I'm sick of seeing his attitude. He doesn't look like he wants to be there. I'm talking from a fan point of view. I don't know the bloke personally. He might be a really nice bloke. He might feel everything we feel he might be the one in the dressing room shouting the most but his attitude on the pitch that i'm seeing week in week out doesn't match it and for me he has to be dropped from to, from the starting lineup against rotherham i don't want to see the nonchalant attitude i want to see someone trying to do something if you can't score goals as a striker you can do other things we all want you to score as a, as a striker. That's the whole reason why you're on the pitch. But you can break up play. You can win free kicks. You can be a nuisance. You can link play. You can do a lot of stuff that isn't required to score a goal to make yourself look needed. Make yourself look like you are an integral part. And we look like we're playing with 10 minute times with him. And I do concede at points service has been limited but he can do things on his own that doesn't require service to help the team that fans will go yeah fair play Scott you did well there or give him a shout I don't see it and I don't I don't want to see it anymore I want to see him on the bench I want to see him out of the spotlight out of the long light and just let him try and rebuild his own mental confidence and what I mean by that is, if his mental state isn't right you might as well not play him because we've had this with Scott Hogan since the moment we signed him if he's not on it, you might as well not bother. Because there's goals that he scored for Blues that he had no right to score. But then there's chances that he misses week after week that he should just slot away for a player of his level. Now, I can hear what people are screaming. If he was so good, he wouldn't play for Blues. I agree. I completely agree with that. If he was a one-in-two striker, he would be at the top of the championship, if not the bottom of the prem. But there's certain things he could do as a footballer to help the team and to almost cover up the idea of not scoring just by putting yourself about, winning fouls, anything, being a nuisance. He doesn't do any of this. And when you're in a dogfight, you need your strikers to be on it, and he's just not. Anyway, I've slagged off Hogan enough. I need to move on. So Blackpool currently sit third bottom, and they had a brilliant draw against Burnley. Um... I'm assuming that has broken a lot of people's bets over the weekend. We play Rotherham next. The Rotherham game is the biggest game of the season, without a shadow of a doubt. If we can beat Rotherham, 
it turns everything on its head it gives us that little bit of a boost it gives a bit more confidence and we go into the Watford game you never know what could happen and then we've got QPR another big game we need points and we need points badly I think four wins keeps us away and if four wins can come as quick as possible everyone just relaxes no one starts calling for the manager's head no one really cares about the relegation fight because we're out of it that's what i'm hoping for we have it in our own hands we don't need to rely on anybody else other than ourselves we need some luck some application some desire and we'll get through it now i'm saying this with zero confidence because that's what blues have done to me this season they have brought me to heights that i didn't didn't think we could see again you know blues were a few points away from the playoffs at one point but the season doesn't finish in november december it finishes may and blues need to get points fast because if blues go down blues don't go down together this time blues go down with a splintered fan base unless a takeover happens at the same time which who knows this Birmingham fan is just hoping for the rot to stop so we can just stand still, we can regroup as a fan base and as a club, get this season over and done with, write it off as a success because we've stayed up. The bookies did put a second button for a reason. If we can do that and go into the next season in the Championship still with a pretty much clean slate, hopefully a new owner, new players coming in, with a mentality that Blues are the biggest they're going to get and the mentality of taking this once League Cup winners, Europa League contestants, everything else that I've seen in the 30-odd years of, of supporting Blues, if we can just get this season over and done with, get a new load of people in, new ideas, new voices, new opinions, we could be all right. But it all hinges on getting this season boxed off safely and not going down. And I hope that happens. I hope more than anything because I don't want to see Blues in League One. I don't think Blues come back straight away. I think we rot there for a while. And I do generally worry about what happens to the people we don't know about. The people who work at the club Monday to Friday. If we go down, what happens to them? And... That needs to be thought about as well. I'm really happy to, to to start this podcast. It's been a long time coming. And as I say, it won't all be blues-centric because I feel like if I can talk about football where I've got no passion involved, I might have a more well-rounded opinion and I might be more open to flexibility. And I'm open to flexibility with blues, but sometimes it's hard when you have a proper love affair with that club. And I do. The club, the club is a drug. It's a drug that no one really enjoys the... The come down from and we're on a big come down at the moment but I, I do have this sneaky suspicion that if we get the right ownership in which I believe Jeremy Dale and his bid is we could have some good times and they might not be straight away there might be a lot of teething problems to start with but I'd take teething problems from a man who's willing to front up and say this is what I think and this is what I'm trying to do we haven't had that with the ownership we've got now they don't care about us they lie cheat and steal us Let's hope we can see a new dawn for Blues. But let's get rid of the first nightmare first. Let's get rid of the projected relegation. Let's get rid of the idea of sacking the manager. 
and let's get behind the team and try and finish as high as we physically can this season. New start in the summer. Hopefully a more balanced team. And let's get back to enjoying the club and enjoying the spectacle of watching our team play. And let's keep right on. Thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. Any non-Blues fans that have listened to this, I much appreciate it. Thank you so much. I will be covering other stories, as I've said. And yeah, this has been the Football Unites podcast. Football is brilliant. Football is amazing. And football can unite. Thank you. Keep running.